This episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast is sponsored by CoinZoom. Stick around to learn more about them later in this episode. Building secure and reliable blockchains is serious business, especially when the military needs to trust the technology. It's why we've become advisors for the Constellation Network and why we're welcoming Mateo and Wyatt from the project to today's show. Smart people building good stuff to help the world. That's who we like to have with us, and we think you'll like them too. And it's that most wonderful time of the year. And as we approach the holiday season, for the third straight year, we will either amuse or horrify you with the 12 days of Cryptomus. It's the fire in the hole show as we welcome you to episode number 469 <laughs> of the Bad Crypto Podcast. friends around the world and welcome to the bad crypto podcast the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious i am joel and i am a taurus ah i am travis and i am also a taurus oh we're both full of bull <laughs> that just that makes sense what now uh if we go by the chinese new year what what year are you ah so i am a taurus and born in the year of the ox meaning <laughs> I am extra stubborn sometimes. You're extra bullheaded. I can vouch for this. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. is very accurate. I am a Taurus and I am year of the dragon. I have dragon energy. Oh, you got dragon energy. Like fire breath. Nice. I can roast marshmallows on demand. <sighs> <laughs> well, you got to have marshmallows. Yeah, well, of course. What are you gonna have marshmallows? Handy, just walk around with a bag of craft marshmallows and some Hershey's chocolate. You can't do air marshmallows. It's not like air guitar. <laughs> what are you having? Marshmallows. You gotta have them before you can do that. I know. Uh, we're talking about you know the signs of the zodiac and constellations because constellation is our guest today. But first, want to give a shout out to our show sponsor, actually a new sponsor, One Inch, not half an inch, not a quarter inch. Not a whole foot. One Inch is a decentralized exchange aggregator that sources liquidity from the top DEXs and liquidity sources to save users money and time on swaps. So, you know, imagine this you've got all these decentralized exchanges out there and they kind of bring it all under one roof. They've got this technology called Pathfinder. It's an API that contains a discovery and routing algorithm, and they've got an intuitive, user-friendly UI. These uh, improvements that they have ensure the best rates on swaps while dramatically cutting response time. Check it out at badco.in forward slash one inch. We, uh, we really like what we saw here. We're glad to have them as a sponsor of the show, badco.in forward slash one inch. This makes me want to crack jokes, though. It's like it's a funny name. <laughs> Are you going to crack one or not? I'm not going to crack any jokes, though. Don't, I don't want to. I'm, I am, a, I am, you know, a more behaved version of myself. Well, instead of cracking a joke, why don't you tell the citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia about CoinZoom? CoinZoom. Yes, you can go ahead and uh, check them out. Badco.in forward slash CoinZoom. You need a debit card. You want to spend your crypto easily. Pretty cool. That's all you need to do is use the app. You say, hey, I want to switch $100 over from this coin over to U.S. dollars. And then, boom, you swipe your debit card and it just takes cryptos out of there, dude. So uh, it's pretty awesome to do. 
They are also giving away $50,000 in Bitcoin and or a Tesla Model 3 wow. vehicle this holiday season. is going to be a winner, and uh, that would be cool. You got until January 1st to do that and uh, use your CoinZoom Visa card for all your purchases, and I guess you can refer friends, and I guess that gives you more chances to win the Bitcoin or the Tesla. That would be a nice holiday yeah, surprise. Fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars in Bitcoin or a Tesla Model Three, I'd be happy yeah. with either. Badco.in forward slash coin zoom. You can go check that out. Uh, Sir Lord Travis Wright, we've got a great interview here with Matthias and Wyatt from Constellation. So what say we get down to it? We've spoken some about DAGs on this show before, and we've talked about the need for them. We've also brought up the Constellation Network, which we are pleased to be advisors for on their network, is built the Lattice Exchange, trying to solve the problems in the DeFi space. And we're pleased to have with us today two of the co-founders of Constellation Network, Mr. Matthias Goldman, the COO, and Wyatt Meldman-Flock, the CTO. Gentlemen, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thank you so much, Joel. Um, it's, a, it's always a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. Thanks. You're just saying that because uh, Matteo said that. <laughs> just... No, I mean, genuinely, I, okay, I, I, genuinely I heard pleasure. so much about you guys. And I, I'm so glad to finally meet you and to, to get out here and just be awesome. Well, thing. let's so, um, before we jump in on the problems that you guys are solving with Constellation and Lattice, let's give a really quick bio of each. Mateo, you go, and then Wyatt, it's off to you. All right. Sure. Yeah. As you can hear, I'm originally from uh, from Germany, Frankfurt. Been here in the Bay for about the last four years. And uh, I could not hear this, Travis. Were you aware that he was from Germany? I was not. I thought he might have been from Austria somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we have always new plans to conquer the world. <laughs> <laughs> but with the protests that are going on in Germany, like the people are speaking up and saying they are. They are. I mean, just just short detour here. I mean, you know, we've 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 had our fair share of, of authoritarian regimes and and uh, the European mindset is quite primed to recognize, you know, the hallmarks of of overbearing you know, things that are not quite right. So anyway, don't want to distract too much. Uh, happy to be here, guys. Have a, I have a, qu- quite an entrepreneurial journey behind me. I've, you know, worked for Pricewaterhouse, European Central Bank, founded my own business, came here to the Bay and found some brilliant minds to start, uh, you know, the next, uh, the next revolution in, in blockchain technology with. So yeah, great meeting you. Thanks, Matthias. Um, Hey guys, I'm Wyatt. Uh, a little bit about me. Uh, you know, I have a pretty traditional software engineering background, um, although I actually started uh, in uh, the research space. Um, my first thing I, being that I created an algorithm to identify alien communication. Um, spun that into a software engineering career, uh, working in distributed systems, machine learning, and just, uh, you know, writing scalable data processing, uh, you know, algorithms and systems, um, you know, from, from the ground up, uh, early spark adopter. And um, that really sort of shines through in what we've created uh, and, you know, our, our main goal, which is actually just bringing the value of blockchain technology uh, into, you know, real products that people actually use. Um, so, yeah, I'm more happy to dive into any of that stuff, but great to be here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. You know, I, I think a lot of people might want a refresher. You know, you hear the term DAG. Some people maybe don't understand what that is. That is your not only your token name for the Constellation Network, but it's also a directed a slick graph. And uh, still, that might not mean anything to anyone. So what exactly is that mean? What does that mean to you guys? And 
And uh, how is your blockchain different, I guess, for using that type of technology? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you want to dive in first? Yeah, I'll, I'll do an, over, an overview and then yeah. why you can go into the, the specificities. So just if you look at it from a, from a historical you know, development, we, we have Bitcoin as, as the first blockchain. And then you know, with Bitcoin, the monetary value was, or the, the asset value kind of like thought was kind of in the forefront of around that blockchain. Then we had Ethereum with the smart contract logic. How can you exchange uh, uh, value, but also uh, information, like tiny bits of information that make sure that, you know, Alice pays Bob and it's secured through a smart contract type of scenarios that applies very well to logistics and supply chain types of scenarios. And now what we're doing with DAG is a third iteration of blockchain where we, we, we pry open that box of, of data. So we have a blockchain infrastructure that is able to handle big data processing uh, in the blockchain, which is run by a, by a novel network topology, which is, is the directed acyclical graph. And it runs a, a completely new consensus protocol to harness you know, um, the process of con consensus across various data types and why it can definitely go much more into detail into that. Yeah, I thought it was a great description. I think you just, uh, I want to just add a TLDR there. Um, the evolution is that in a traditional blockchain, um, everything is processed uh, with some measure of synchron uh, synchronicity amongst all the nodes, whereas in a DAG, uh, data is processed in parallel or at least concurrently. Hmm. I, want to, I want to add this in here. So, so this is why I guess your guys is, you know, your mission is to become the undisputable chain of choice for enterprise. Since you guys are able to process so much big data at a much larger rate, and other blockchains, I guess that must be why, what, the, the United States Air Force is working with you guys on some stuff, right? So this, I mean, that's some military grade level blockchain stuff. You don't just every day hear the military jumping on board on a blockchain, more, you know, and, and you guys are doing stuff with enterprise and the military, like, is it must be because of all the big data processing, right? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, this was what we what I basically did here was I wanted to break down and axiomatize, I think is the word, um, the core fundamental features that a blockchain protocol has. And what that is, is a sub process that occurs on top of some type of a communications layer. So basically, you send data and you have a sub process that aggregates a little bit of extra metadata. And that gives you a guarantee about your system, you understand what actually happened. And so we actually built this in such a way that is directly compatible with how some of the, the you know, most common big data tools out there um, work. And, you know, honestly, just, you know, a simple, you know, uh, HTTP server. So if you've ever used React uh, or used something called a future, um, that's basically the entry point to creating a state channel. And so you can just start well, dumping Facebook data in there. Facebook built on React, right? So you guys have, you're building a platform that very large platforms could be built on, correct? Oh, um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, there's, um, so I don't want to get too specific on React, but that's just one of the most popular uh, functional frameworks, but that's just uh, a way in which we actually, um, the same kind of, you know, pattern we use to, to access the network, the same kind of code base, but, uh, or way in which we program. But um, yeah, accessing like basically the entire JVM uh, ecosystem. And then we have a, you know, land and expand um, plan to, uh, you know, start looking at, you know, other types of programming languages um, that we can try to verify within our larger system. Devs have a, a tendency to speak in language that is normal for them, but confusing as hell to lay people. So, you know, tell us in regards to a DAG, why do people need 
this? Why is this better um, you know, than other cryptos or other blockchains in, in layman's terms? Yeah, absolutely. So um, maybe I could actually tell this as sort of like a, a history as like the evolution of like how, you know, kind of the kind of products you use on your phone um, have evolved over the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, so about 10 years ago, uh, you know, when you logged into a website or, or a mobile app, those mobile apps uh, access data, you know, that, that someone provided on, on their servers, okay? And then those servers had a certain type of an architecture um, that, you know, started to have a lot of issues with handling um, a lots, of, lots of different users. So, you know, a fundamental shift happened um, within our space to try and think differently about how we can handle our, our backends and our servers. And so, you know, sort of how the TLDR here is that, um, Block at Bitcoin and the you know sort of ordinary uh, linear blockchains were built about ten years ago in this sort of fashion where we weren't using all of the power that we have with you know potentially like distributed systems or you know something called a microservices architecture, you know sort of a fancy word there, but basically linear blockchains are just old news. I mean it's like talking about dead technology like the lamp stack. I mean, you know, in the future, every single, you know, protocol will have some connector um, through a DAG protocol um, because that's really the only way that you can access uh, different ledgers in a scalable way. Um, and so if I wanted to use the security that a blockchain provides um, within, let's say, uh, you know, at Twitter in, in their back end, uh, they have this thing called or they bought a company called GNIP, uh, which streams like terabytes of data all the time. Um, what they would want to do is try to integrate with something on their communications layer. Um, and so that's that's what Constellation does. You basically could just you know, import us as opposed to HTTP and then send data uh, over HTTP. Whereas in like a smart contract platform, you basically bottleneck your entire system by like having, let's say, uh, you know, 100,000 different actors or servers or whatnot that are all doing their own jazz. And you basically force them to rely on one weak link, um, which is just a really slow consensus protocol. So if you're, you know, fundamentally speaking, like the entire industry has gone in this direction and blockchain technology has gone in this direction. Um, and that's why a lot of these technologies, despite the great marketing that's out there, I mean, they're because they're not thinking forward. So, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's really interesting to think about. And so, so which, which direction are you going in? So you're going in this other direction. So all these other blockchains are heading over here. You guys are heading over here because... I mean, think about this now. Blockchains, bit you know, the the Bitcoin's blockchain is huge, right? And people have this all right. all every single transaction for twelve years, and it's like then you got to go back and like so with with DAG, it makes it a lot more a lot more efficient, yeah. Basically, yeah, exactly, yes. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, in general, uh, I, some of us really just b believe and love, uh, you know, this tech and we want to see it evolve and grow. And I think that there's a little bit of, you know, purity in the space. And it's like, you know, I think we all can start looking forward and trying to improve some of the stuff that, you know, could get better. Like, we don't want to think that what we built 10 years ago is as good as it's going to get. We want to keep growing and evolving and changing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and and I mean Travis and 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 Joel, what what you hinted at at the U.S. Air Force, I mean we're we're pretty much the only tokenized blockchain company that that has um, you know contracts with the DoD and the military, and that makes us really stand out because what White has said, securitizing 
these data pipelines with a blockchain technology that has high throughput that is infinitely scalable. Nobody has really solved those problems on a fundamental layer. And that's what's really new about us. And those players, they have recognized that we're literally at the forefront of something that we do have a technology that can be very easily integrated and also be, you know, used in, in their systems to secure, for example, communications or, or you know, what they call uh, battlefield uh, awareness and, and those types of scenarios that these proposals go into. And, um, yeah, so, so, so they have recognized that and with that comes a lot of validation, right? So we've gone through extensive processes. We, we've been part of the decode uh, um, government and military accelerator in Washington, D.C. And, 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 and once you get into those circles, that, that whole part of betting, that then actually back funnels as well into in industry and enterprise players. So through the military, we, we have been able to get at the table with 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 various big enterprises and and we are specking out some some really really interesting POCs there as well. So it, it it all funnels back into into a loop of excellence, if you may. And when you say see to me, it's like I look at this and I think about wow, it's really cool that the military is utilizing this because for one, in my opinion, I I'm actually I was military intelligence. I've been in I was in the U.S. Army. And I've seen, you know, we've heard how much data is processed. They have all these different tools where they're capturing our phone calls and our messages and all this other stuff. And then there's other information about like, you know, how much money, you know, I know there's all these different reports out that like the Pentagon has misplaced trillions of dollars. It's unknown. It's like, it's almost like if this was on blockchain, like you would know where everything is. And it's just, it seems surprising to me that they're like, hey, let's do blockchain because then maybe they might have to be held accountable for all of the all of the things. So is, this, is that one of the things that, you, that, that they're looking at is maybe implementing blockchain into the, the DOD, as you mentioned, to kind of keep track of, of funds? Because they, they get $600 billion a year from U.S. taxpayers. That's a lot of money. And a lot of times you don't even know where the money goes. I mean, that's a great use case. We haven't talked about that specifically. Um, maybe I'll, I'll bring that up. Uh, I, obviously, I... I think that everything just sort of, um, yeah, I can't really talk specifically about exactly what's in our proposal, but um, everything kind of just boils down to a similar use case, which is we want to understand how are our systems used, all right? We want to get some kind of a secure um, record of the trace uh, flow of data and algorithms throughout our system. Um, and I think that's um, really just the core uh, of, of any use case that we've explored. And so this platform, so as, we, as we've mentioned before, I think on our other call, you know, you have this amazing platform that can be used for a lot of different things. And, and, and what, so, so other people know, what is hypergraph and how does that tie into this whole thing? Because it's like, we see all these different words. We see constellation, we see DAG, we see hypergraph, we see lattice and, and all these things. And so how, what is hypergraph in your guys' ecosystem? What does that mean to you? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so there's, uh, I guess there's two things. One, Hypergraph is the name of our ecosystem. Uh, and our ecosystem in this case are tokenized uh, products uh, and services. So uh, tokens that are natively liquid or that are hosted within uh, using the DAG protocol. 
Um, so similar to how you could say that the Ethereum ecosystem and your dApps make the Ethereum ecosystem. Um, and then Hypergraph is also the name of the directed acyclic graph that is formed out of our network of different protocols. Uh, and the reason why is that, um, so our network, instead of you know, there being smart contracts that orchestrate different dApps, uh, we, every single dApp is its own independent protocol. Um, and, and they speak and are able to communicate because we've solved the cross-chain liquidity problem. Um, and so from that perspective, all of those tokens fit in our ecosystem. Um, and then the actual data structure that forms out of each other protocol uh, intertwined forms what's called a hypergraph. And so that's a data structure you can Google right now. It's pretty cool. Um, and it has a lot of really interesting properties in understanding system verification. Um, and so blockchain technology, uh, just for everyone out there, is actually just kind of like a new hyped up, uh, you know, more publicized version of what we call system or complex system verification, which is the thing that's like been around forever. Like we want to understand the safety uh, of our systems this is a big thing um, at NASA. I could point to, uh, you know, a really big paper to you guys. Um, but this is sort of just like now, hey, we're starting to realize that you know, maybe we don't necessarily have a spacecraft we're trying to make sure is safe. Uh, maybe we want to apply those same principles to like a self-driving car or something. Like a very fancy database. It's kind of what we're, we're looking at right here. Well, on Constellation, yeah. you guys are attempting to use this technology to solve a problem with DeFi, and that's through the Lattice Exchange. Uh, you guys have heard us talking briefly about it on the show before as a, a show sponsor, and we're pretty fascinated by this because there are some serious problems in the DeFi space, and uh, you guys seem to have found solutions to a number of them. So maybe tell us what is the Lattice Exchange, and then let, let's go into some of the, the things that are broken that you guys are managing to put back together. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, so Lattice is basically uh, our flagship product on, on the Constellation Hypergraph. So, so, you know, we're building out the, the Hypergraph ecosystem, as, as Wyatt mentioned, and, and, and Lattice is, is the first project that, that we're building out. And uh, the reason why we're doing this is because Lattice has, in combination with what Wyatt has built, um, you know, solve the cross-chain liquidity problem. So, so Lattice is going to be the hub for all, you know, tokenized asset uh, cross-chain kind of like capabilities that interfaces our uh, Constellation hypergraph with, for example, the Ethereum ERC-20 ecosystem out there, which makes it very easy to, you know, liquidly flow assets between two big ecosystems and you know we we are we're not make lomaniac here so that means ethereum has you know a solid head start on on everything they've built so it makes a lot of sense to connect our ecosystem that you know can tokenize data streams and secure data pipelines and all these other projects that will be coming out on on our DAG infrastructure uh, to connect those with existing tokenized assets and and the ecosystem that has been built around uh, smart contracts so you combine very very powerful ecosystems with each other through cross-chain liquidity and that's one of the main value propositions that that we're coming to the market with lattice and we also want to show people this is how you build on the DAG hypergraph right uh, this is not some you know <laughs> scientific kind of like exercises it for us it's about growing an ecosystem and showing people hey guys come here you can build here and you can do a lot of cool things and 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 lattice is just one of the first 
you know, uh, showcases uh, where we show people how to do that actually and how that then translates into token mechanics on the DAG side, uh, on the hypergraph side, and how that affects token dynamics as well on the LTX, on the lattice side, because when you have these cross-chain liquid protocols with each other, a lot of those dynamics kind of like, you know, interact and change and how do liquidity pools and, and all these kind of things that, that uh, tie into that. So it's, it's, that's why we're excited about it. That's great. I want to ask about the cross-chain liquidity pools here in a second. But first, I want to, I want to ask about this. So uh, Wyatt had mentioned, like on Ethereum, you know, they have dApps and here you have, and, and then you also have the gas fees and all this other stuff. Are there, is there something similar to that on, on the hypergraph with DAG? Is there like, quote unquote, gas fees? Or what are the transaction fees if somebody wants to, wants to do stuff on, on your protocol? Yeah, so this really gets into the magic of the solution to the cross-chain liquidity problem. Um, and, and I think I could phrase this problem as, how can we relate units of, uh, in this case, value between different ledgers? Um, it's an incredibly difficult problem uh, and is really rooted in something in math we call normalization. Uh, and, and so that's uh, kind of the magic of what's going to be released in uh, like one of my yeah, these two new papers that are coming out, one of them called Generative Economics. I've already released uh, like a draft of it about a year ago, but that's going to, uh, you know, just contain all of the mechanics. It's going to be pretty esoteric, but we'll also have, um, you know, some, some accompanying materials and stuff, as well as an interactive web page so individuals um, can understand how to interact uh, with DAG tokenomics um, as, you know, actually like a product. Uh, for both community building and uh, infrastructure investment. We do have, so we're core to the thesis is that, you know, processing a transaction is super cheap. And so getting individuals online and using DAG as something for, you know, potentially even, um, you know, payments, it was really conducive to that. And we wanted to, to apply some type of a freemium model. That being said, we actually use something similar to gas fees that encompasses as well some type of a score with our reputation model, which allows access to certain network resources. Uh, it also determines uh, validator rewards and uh, some type of, you know, I guess you could say rebalancing of funds inside of a user's account. Just to sum all this up, we actually, as opposed to gas fees, we have a different, well, we do have like a transaction fee that's optional that can be used in this calculation, but we have a second type of transaction type we call an emission. And so an emission is basically a way that you can reshuffle value uh, from your DAG address into different state channel you know, tokens. And so that gives that your account access to that liquidity pool and the value of those tokens on the network. What's really cool about that is that by emitting, you basically give your value to that liquidity pool. And it also gives an incentive for the node operators to continue providing uh, a really good service for the wider network. So those node operators would then get an increased, you know, pot of validator rewards. And you basically create this loop where, you know, investors are incentivized to try and find great people who are actually providing resources as opposed to, you know, some type of a Ponzi pump in them um, in order to get their value. It really just kind of decouples uh, market dynamics from the fact that we're just trying to create a two-sided marketplace of infrastructure and individuals who want to use the infrastructure. And so this is a way to tokenize the value that's being exchanged within this two-sided marketplace. You know, there's no shortage of shenanigans in the, the centralized exchange space. And you guys recently encountered and were the, the receiving end 
of those shenanigans when you launch the LTX token. And uh, we're going to link to an article that's going to detail some of what you guys are going to share here in our show notes on coinnounce.com. But uh, Mateo, maybe you can kind of tell us what happened and how that proves the point of why we need decentralized exchanges. Absolutely. And I mean, look, just to, just to roll it back on a, on a little bit of a higher abstraction level, going, going through that process really has shed a lot of light on, on like you said, why it is super important to, to further the DeFi space and, and, and those, those decentralized exchange protocols because centralized exchanges are basically bottlenecks. And we have seen it time and time again that that many of those players, they are abusing their position in the market uh, either to, you know, uh, charge abysmally high fees uh, to, to projects that want to work with them or uh, there are some other secondary market dynamics which are oftentimes going on that, that basically, you know, uh, to say the least, are not, not very uh, transparent and positive for, for all market participants. And so what DeFi does, it disintermediates basically all, uh, all these central bottlenecks and everybody can list their asset on, say, Uniswap or, or something comparably, which then entails its own set of problems, which is, okay, nobody controls that listing. So now what we've seen is kind of like this, this evolution where people term this new term uh, rug pull, where people just list the token, they put some liquidity into it. But then, you know, once people start trading and, and owning the token, they just pull that liquidity out of the market again and everybody sits on completely worthless uh, assets. Uh, and, and so there, there's a whole other set of problems that's associated uh, with that behavior. But, but I see that as an evolution, right? When, when you define a new solution, it entails other sets of problems. But but they are being addressed, and 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 some of these problems we're we're also attacking uh, with lattice, and and one of the the biggest problems associated right now is what we've we've termed a, a black swan event. We've been thinking about that. So so if you think about the Ethereum ecosystem and how blocks are being processed in that ecosystem, and and you have big market movements, then liquidity is going to be pulled out of that ecosystem. So everybody who, who can afford it will front run transactions with very high transaction fees to get their assets out of that DeFi space, out of a smart contract, out of a vault where, where those assets are being held. Uh, but everybody else, it's, it's, uh, you know, they won't be able to get their, their transactions processed because fees will skyrocket in these congestion times. And, and so, so it's kind of like a systemic not not quite a rug pull, but you could almost call it a systemic rug pull that could be happening uh, in such high throughput, high liquidity type of events. And and lattice and and the constellation hypergraph are ideally positioned to counter these dynamics because we circumvent these congestions with the way how how our architecture is is constructed. Since you guys have built this constellation network, and lattice was sort of hey, here is a, you know, exchange that we built on top of this. And you would encourage other people to build exchanges on top of it as well. So it's like, it's not mutually exclusive. You have this platform people can build upon. Lattice was one of the first things that you built upon it. And you're going to build a whole lot more. And you're working with some really amazing brands and, and the military. And people are going to be using the hypergraph and to, to, to be building new things like Lattice. And so that's what to me is so exciting about this is that, you're not just 
we didn't just build an exchange. You built a whole platform that other people can build exchanges on and all kinds of stuff on top of it. Absolutely. And exactly. And to tie into that, you, you can take it even a step further because Lattice is really kind of like a, a, a its own little uh, network within the constellation hypergraph, right? It's composed of its own node validators that then tie into the entire resource pool of our DAG hypergraph. And that then ties into what Wyatt has been explaining before is like, we're really building an ecosystem that when you contribute resources in terms of computing resources into that entire patchwork of, of, of sub-networks that compose the entire organism of the hypergraph, then, then you're actually contributing value and value is being reshuffled between DAG and those, those little sub-networks with their own compute resources. And that's where all that utility comes in because that means the more people actually build on the hypergraph, the more value that entire ecosystem has and the more arbitraging opportunities come into existence and because it's based on the actual compute power that the network holds. So the more compute power you put into the network, the, you know, the more value actually is being created. And that's really one of these, these incredible value propositions that is similar to what Bitcoin has done, tying the hash power to, to to the token and what they call the hash, hash rate uh, difficulty, um, where, whereby they, they created a feedback loop uh, that creates a, an, an equilibrium value uh, between the hardware resources used in terms of mining power and the speculation on the asset that is occurring. So it, in its sense, it is actually a real, you know, it's not just made up, it's a real tie between a resource that is being used and consumed and, and the tokenization on top of it. And that's what we have done with a completely new consensus mechanism with this proof of reputable optimization in a, in a different way. So growing the ecosystem by default, you know, creates more value for everybody. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on, fighting the good fight. Uh, what you're, you know, building over there looks really cool to us. What, uh, what action would you like for our listeners to take in response to this information? By, by listening to, to Wyatt and myself, you probably get a little bit of the gist of how we operate, right? And how our thinking is. And, and we are really uh, quite visionary in what we're building. And this has a multi-year, you know, roadmap. This has, you know, big, big backing from, from the DOD and other enterprise players. And, and we're not thinking in short market cycles. We are thinking about really establishing a reality, uh, a third generation of blockchain technology that the world hasn't seen before. So, so what I would encourage everybody is to really get to know the intricacies because every new wave of blockchain technology that we've seen in the past has had very specific mind shifts that came with it you know for, for the first people with bitcoin to understand what is what even is a blockchain huh? what is that weird thing it took people a while to really digest and understand mm -hmm. and, and it were the, in these like frontier people people that really like new stuff and that are geeky and techy they were drawn to that and they were able to unfold that and be like oh my god this is really interesting and then the same happened with Ethereum, but there was another mind shift that had to go on where people like, smart contract, huh? 
programming solidity how does that work what can i use that for and it, and once people understood that it really opened up that pandora's box of all these dapps and you know supply chain logistics smart contracts all these decentralized identities and all these things that came with it that sparked a whole wave of excitement around that technology and that's how we see it with dag too we have very specific intricacies how our network operates how the node validators function how consensus works entirely different and just to give you a little bit of teaser it's kind of like reality and consciousness itself in an abstract way operates so this is you know a real mind shift of what we've delivered and what we continue to deliver and once people you know start to understand then it's like oh this is a paradigm shift and by the way here are the things that you can do and now you go and build your own solution you just Validate. got all metaphysical on us right there. It's like <laughs> consciousness and all that. I mean, basically, you know, those of you in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, um, you can kind of consider this a, a call to arms, right? There's fraudulent exchanges out there. Um, there. There's a lack of transparency, a lack of fairness, and investors deserve better. And, and you know, we believe what we've seen in what these guys are building, that uh, this could very definitely be the future. So uh, doing DeFi right. Uh, Mateo? Uh, Wyatt, appreciate you guys and uh, encourage everybody to go to lattice.exchange and check out what they're up to. And constellationnetwork.io. And constellationnetwork.io. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Sir Lord Travis, I am excited to be working with these fellas. Constellation looks like it really solves some great problems. Lattice looks like it solves problems. Actually, if you guys go back um, almost uh, two months, you'll see we had an interview with Ben Jorgensen from the Lattice Exchange, and uh, that he, he gives a lot more info on what they're actually doing there. But they're iterating quickly, and it looks very promising. It, it truly does. I mean, you, you really got to get yourself together for the military to work with. You got to be secure. Uh, I think that's a good thing. ConstellationNetwork.io, that is their website, Lattice.exchange. You can go check out their website there. Twitter, Lattice Exchange, LinkedIn, Lattice Exchange. Go check them out on all the places and learn about them. See if you like them as much as we do. Also, one final thing we want to mention before you go. I'm a huge Chiefs fan, obviously. I uh, love to have the Chiefs. We're 11 and 1. Right? And uh, I was having a conversation recently, and I said, man, it'd be so cool if you could like bet uh, on sports with crypto and smart contracts. That way you actually wouldn't even need, you know, uh, you, you don't need trust in, anymore because this, the basically the, the code does it for you. That's where my bookie comes in. And uh, you can go check that out at mybookie.ag. You can deposit Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, and uh, you can withdraw just the same. And check this out. They're working with us. And if you use the promo code BADCRYPTO, you're going to get a 100% bonus on your first three deposits. Now, I don't know how much that, that, that deposit limit is. Like you put in a million, they're going to put a million in. I don't know what that is. But within reason, you're going to receive a 100% bonus on your first three deposits so check that out and uh joel and i really really wish you a merry cryptomus don't we? we we do wish you a merry cryptomus and as we close out the show it is time to bring back a much beloved holiday tradition it started back in actually this will be the travis this is the fourth year for this oh i just i just realized that this is the fourth cryptomus we've been together 
Yeah. And you should probably finally leave us a review on, on uh, Apple or on your podcast app, finally, if you haven't done yeah, it yet. That'd be a nice gift. Yeah. So uh, back in 2017, we recorded this, uh, this song, and uh, we're going to go ahead and play it out here as we enter into the 12 days of Cryptomus and stay bad. On the first day of Cryptomus, that crypto gave to me a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the second day of Cryptomus, that crypto gave to me two Lamborghinis and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the third day of Cryptomus, that crypto gave to me three Doge coins, two Lamborghinis and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the fourth day of Crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me four Bitcoin forks, three Dogecoins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the fifth day of Crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me five ICOs, four Bitcoin forks, three Dogecoins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the sixth day of Crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me six hodlers, hotlick, bye bye, CEOs. Four Bitcoin forks, three Dogecoins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the seventh day of Crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me seven offline wallets, six hodlers, hotlick, bye bye, CEOs. Bitcoin forks, three Dogecoins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the eighth day of Crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me eight Epic Ethers, seven offline wallets, six toddlers, and like five ICOs. Four Bitcoin forks, three Dogecoins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the ninth day of Crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me nine altcoins pumping, eight epic either seven offline wallets, six hodlers hodling, five ICOs, four Bitcoin forks, three Dogecoins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the tenth day of Crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me ten Crypto Kitties, nine altcoins pumping, eight epic ethers, seven offline wallets, six others hotlink, five ICOs, four Bitcoin forks, three Dogecoins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the eleventh day of Crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me eleven Litecoins, leaving ten Crypto Kitties, nine altcoins pumping, eight epic ether, seven offline wallets, six hodlers hodling, five ICOs, four Bitcoin forks, three Dogecoins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. Of crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me 12 broken blockchains, 11 Litecoins leaping, 10 Crypto Kitties, 9 altcoins pumping, 8 Epic Ether, 7 online wallets, 6 hodlers hodling, 5 ICOs, 4 Bitcoin forks, 3 Dogecoins, 2 Lamborghinis, and a bad coin that also
The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Get down to it. Come on and get down to it.